1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, broadcasting live on the airwaves of the beautiful thing that's called the internet, hopefully you know what that is and the Internet uh, all over the world. You can listen in a wake-up call with Dan Satora. We're proud to have listeners from coast to coast inside of the continental United States as well as outside and within Canada, Mexico, Spain, Italy, Russia, Germany, China. We appreciate everyone that we have had on this live stream and we appreciate you tuning in as always. Everybody knows Florida is a second home to me with the Jaguars, the Magic, the Florida Tuskers of old, as well as uh, the constant coverage of UCF, USF, Miami, Florida State and so on and so forth. So it is an honor and a privilege for me to be heading back down to Florida coming up here at the end of the month on December 28th for the Camping World Bowl and with that connection, comes sam gardner this morning sam gardner is a director of marketing and communications for florida citrus sports which is overseeing all of this at camping world stadium the camping world bowl on december 28th is syracuse against west virginia so we got some bowl talk here on the broadcast today which i'm very excited to bring to the show with that being said for the first time on the broadcast is sam gardner sam how are we doing today
0: i'm doing really well thanks for having me on
1: Absolutely. And Sam, I got to ask you first and foremost, you know, to kind of describe to everybody as Syracuse fans want to know. So I'm familiar with Florida Citrus Sports and with obviously the old Citrus Bowl that is now Camping World Stadium and whatnot. But bring us into Florida Citrus Sports, what it is, how you oversee the stadium and the bowl game and whatnot, so that people have that kind of background to it.
0: Sure. So Florida Citrus Sports, we've been an organization in some form or another since 1947, which was the start of the original Citrus Bowl, which was at the time called Tangerine Bowl. So we, uh, in addition to two bowl games, we have the Camping World Bowl and the VRBO Citrus Bowl, which is a New New Year's Day game this year between Kentucky and Penn State. We also uh, we we do the Florida Classic, which is the one of the largest HBCU rivalry games in the country every year. Uh, in certain years, we have the Camping World Kickoff, which this past year we had Alabama and Louisville down here for a kickoff game in Orlando, and and we have you know other various events throughout throughout the year as well, both for our members and and occasionally other sporting events. We've had preseason NFL football here. We've had international soccer here, and we. We kind of help manage all those events. Uh, we we sort of look at ourselves as the the home team for Camping World Stadium. Um, you know, the, the, it's a city owned property, but but we are, are very closely affiliated with it, and, and that's kind of how how people look at us down here.
1: And when you have all these different games and different opportunities, just what you can say that does you know for the stadium, what it does for Florida Citrus Sports, because I know like like you had just mentioned, there's a lot of different things that. You know, from the kickoff to you know the different bowl games and whatnot that you're able to house within this, just how important it is for you to you know to have these different opportunities and and provide them because, as you were stating, you're getting teams from all over the country and fan bases from all different sectors. So, just what that means to the to the Camping World Stadium and to Florida Citrus Sports. Sure. So, just to give you a little background, Florida Citrus Sports is
0: a nonprofit organization, uh, and our our kind of stated goals are are about you know, increasing community spirit and pride, promoting tourism, stimulating economic development, uh, those sorts of things. And, then having these types of big name events, uh, at the stadium throughout the year really kind of help us toward, toward that cause. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we put the, the economic impact for, for a given bowl game. Um, you know, we've had studies done in the past that show it in the, the 20 to $30 million range for just one game for the, the city and the County. Um, in terms of you know the, the heads that are that are in beds at uh, hotels around the city and the, the money being spent at restaurants and theme parks and you know it, it really tends to add up and and ultimately when it when it boils down to it our our mission as an organization is to help benefit charities and, and educational institutions and the, the quality of life around Central Florida yeah you know, we work closely we have our own foundation the Florida Citrus Sports Foundation that for 25 years now has put on a free summer camp for, for underprivileged kids in the, in the area immediately surrounding the stadium. And we also work with an organization we're closely tied to called Lift Orlando that has really sort of, uh, you know, for the first time in decades invested into the neighborhoods immediately surrounding Camping World Stadium. The the neighborhoods can call themselves the West Lakes because there are several uh, Lake Sunset and Lake Lorna and and other lake, lake themed neighborhoods. and, And it's really rewarding to see uh you know in addition to the the millions that are being spent in the city the all the good that's you know going back to the neighborhood uh, as a result of fans coming down and, and watching these games
1: speaking here with sam Gardner, the director of marketing and communications for florida citrus sports uh, to speak you know like you said to, to give back to to orlando to give back to central florida the surrounding area and the communities around the actual stadium itself just how important that is because i mean obviously for the last decade uh, have been down there in some respect either living there or traveling back and forth to see you know the area and just what you can say about you know what has become of that area where improvements may be been happening just what you could say about the work that's trying to be done down there
0: sure you know one one of the biggest things that has sort of uh, sprouted up, I guess you could say, over the over the past year or so, through Lift Orlando, the the organization I mentioned earlier is is that they're they're really focusing at the moment on on affordable housing in the area. One of the biggest problems we have is that there there are you know, the apartment complexes and, and and you know living areas in the neighborhoods around the stadium or have not been up to par in the past and have not been maintained in the past. And so Lift Orlando actually bought they bought the property from an, an old uh, basically. Foreclosed apartment complex and tore it down and built a you know forty million dollar two hundred unit apartment complex um, that, that's all affordable housing um, right right around the corner from the stadium and they actually just broke ground a few weeks ago on phase two of that project which is one hundred twenty senior living units that are that are all priced. You know affordably so because the goal is not to to push out the people who live here that there's a lot of history in the neighborhood where camping world stadium is you know for example it's the site of uh there, there's a great documentary that came out earlier this year it's the site of a uh, the first integrated uh little league baseball game ever played was was played right here at lake lorna dune park right at the north end of our stadium and so you know, we we've got a lot of uh, respect and appreciation for the history of the neighborhood, and then what we don't want is to to push people out. What we do want is to, to give people a chance, and, and and give them the same opportunities that that you know more fluent neighborhoods in the in the area have. Um, and then Lyft is you know in addition to the housing that they, that we've been building through them, there's a, a new health and wellness center that's being built. There's a new boys and girls club that's being built. There's uh, early childhood education center that's in the works. Uh, there's all kinds of really great stuff going on. You know, they, you know, I, I hate to, to belabor the point, but um, Orange Center Elementary is the elementary school right around the corner from the stadium. And there was one year where their their third grade class of Orange Center Elementary had a hundred percent turnover from year to year, which is uh, uh, completely unheard of in, in public education. I mean, the, the thought that an entire class of students, you know, would not move from third to fourth grade because of, you know, living situation or difficulties with school or whatever the case may be is, 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 you know, hard to believe. And, and our mission is to make sure that that doesn't happen. And if we can use sports as a vehicle to, to make those changes, then that's, you know, that's just gravy for us.
1: Speaking here with Sam Gardner, Director of Marketing and Communications of Florida Citrus Sports, speaking on all the things that are happening outside of the games themselves to help out the community, and obviously a lot of appreciation goes to you and, and the entire team at Florida Citrus Sports for that, and to uh, you know lift Orlando and, and everyone that's involved with this positive movement. Camping World Stadium, I, I know what the Citrus Bowl looked like. I know what it, you know, I know kind of the history of it and what it had become, but The Camping World Stadium is is absolutely beautiful. It had played home to different teams. I believe that at one point, didn't you have Orlando City SC there?
0: Yeah, Orlando City, when they first uh, joined MLS, their first season was was here. um, Before They they recently, a couple years ago, built their own soccer-specific stadium a couple blocks down the road. Um, But they, they came up here. Uh, UCF used to consider consider the Citrus Bowl at the time their home stadium until they built their on-campus stadium in 2007. You know, over the years, you, you mentioned the Florida Tuskers earlier. We also had the, if you go a little further back, we had the Orlando Renegades that played here and the Orlando Thunder that played here and the, uh, the Orlando Rage that played here when the first version of the XFL was a thing. Um, so there have been uh, plenty of teams to call it home, but I think that at the end of the day, um, people consider the stadium to be most synonymous with our two bowl games, um, the Citrus Bowl and the, and the Camping World Bowl. And, and you know, after as many decades as we've been doing it, that's certainly something we're proud of.
1: What can you say about the upgrades to the stadium? Because, and, and that was something that I was getting at, is that, you know, I've seen this stadium transition over the last decade. Into you know better and better and only trending upward. Just what you can say about what it looks like now, what it feels like now. Because to me, it, it has just it, it's it's had a it's had a makeover that I think when you know fans that have never been there, West Virginia and Syracuse and whatnot, when they show up to Caming World Stadium, they're going to get that marquee feel. Just what you could say about you know how this stadium has improved itself over the last decade.
0: Sure. So for you know anybody who might have been down here. The last time Syracuse played here in the 2004 Champs Sports Bowl, the the stadium you saw that is absolutely not the stadium you see now. Um, back in 2014, uh, we basically tore down the whole stadium and rebuilt it. Everything but everything but the upper decks uh, was was demolished and completely rebuilt in 2014. Um, so basically, the entire facility is is new as of then, um, and, and we're continuing to. To work to improve the the complex and improve the, the parking situation and access to bathrooms and access to concessions and, and variety of concessions and it's it's really a, a stadium that you know we're proud of we're proud to call home and you know we, we expect people to to have a, a first class experience when they come here and we we do everything including tearing down and rebuilding a stadium to, to make that happen. And
1: when you see, I mean, Syracuse and West Virginia, just bring me into this because, you know, fans always want to know where their teams are headed. They want it to be a good bowl game. You know, for Syracuse fans, they like coming down south when it comes to, you know, this time of year and whatnot. So there's so many different bowls now. It's not like it used to be. There's so many opportunities, so many chances all across the country. What made Syracuse, West Virginia feel right? And just, you know, bring me into the process of of finding out who these teams are gonna be.
0: Right. So yeah, you know, our goal is always to between both of our goals, is to is to find, you know, to, to create compelling matchups that are gonna be a draw on TV, that are gonna be a draw in the stadium, featuring highly ranked teams when possible. Um and, and we, you know, when we have the opportunity to kind of renew rivalries and things like that, that's certainly taken taken into consideration and, and uh, you know all of those things go into the the bull selection process but I think when you when you look at these two teams in particular and you've got you know two top 20 teams and overall we've got four top 20 teams playing here between our two games uh, you know I, it, it almost seemed like obvious choices for us anytime you can bring in that much you know that much firepower into in two games over the course of a week you you kind of have to jump at it and then you know one of the other things that we definitely do consider when when picking these teams is is how how bad do the teams want to be here how bad do the fans want to be there because what you don't want necessarily is a team that's not motivated to play and I think in the case of of Syracuse and West Virginia you've got teams that are going to be excited to be here. Um, And it's the same with Penn State and Kentucky. We've seen especially from uh, Kentucky in the VRBO Citrus Bowl and and Syracuse in the Camping World Bowl, a lot of enthusiasm from fans on on social media and, 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 you know, and on our website, you know, asking through the, the chat feature just to, you know, Questions about the games even before the teams were announced, and and it's it's uh, you know when you look at our two matchups this year, um, starting with the Camping World Bowl on the twenty eighth. You know we, we couldn't be happier with the the, the teams we've got coming here, and, and we expect and hope to see a you know a great turnout from those Syracuse fans that you mentioned who uh, probably wouldn't mind escaping the cold for a few days to come down to Orlando.
1: And like you said, when you're trying to put it all together, you know you're looking at a bunch of of different factors and different pieces. This is a rivalry that's been going on for a long time. They used to play in the same conference. It just, you know, for you, you got a high-powered offense against a high-powered offense. You have fan bases that that like this rivalry, that enjoy this rivalry. They they don't they don't like each other, and so I mean, there's obviously, you know, that that creation uh, of something that you don't have to put together. You don't have to make these teams have a rivalry or make it a big-time game. So there's all this background. To it, but how hard is it in the process to to choose these teams when you know that you know there's there's designations for conferences and whatnot, but you know to go through a conference and say okay who from the ACC who from the Big 12 you know and so on and so forth to try and find those right pieces. How difficult is it for you when you're looking at records, you're looking at maybe connections, rivalries, head-to-head standings? inside of their conference as well as ranking in the nation how difficult is it to put it all together and and how many people are in that room figuring this out
0: well we actually have uh we have a membership base at florida citrus sports that varies between say 800 and 1100 people a year um who are members of the organization they they, you know, it, it, obviously that comes with tickets and things to the game, but they also take a pretty active role in in supporting the organization, supporting the mission. And one of the things that that's a, a popular you know activity, if you want to call it that, for for our members is our team selection committee, which usually is somewhere in the neighborhood of about 200 members who who make it up. And in our goal throughout the season is to to have representatives from Florida Citrus Sports, uh, you know, members in most cases who are on the road at at games, uh, you know, with their boots on the ground, getting a feel for, you know, going to the Carrier Dome and then seeing what the tailgate atmosphere is like and seeing how fans feel and talking to them about, you know, what would you think about a a trip to Orlando for for the Camping World Bowl and and doing the same thing at at campuses across the ACC, Big 12, Big 10, SEC. Uh, And and every Monday morning throughout the season, we actually have a, a breakfast meeting where the team selection committee comes and uh, you know, the, basically they give reports on the games that they attended and what they learned over the weekend, and we have breakfast and we chat about teams. And then at the end of the year, uh, the Wednesday before selection, we have our team selection committee town hall meeting, which uh, is the biggest team selection committee meeting of the year. Mo- most, if not all, of the committee shows up, and uh, the, basically we, we have dinner and talk through all the options. And basically, if if team A is on the board, are we going to pick team A? If they're not, who do we like? teams B and C and, and why. Um, and it usually generates some pretty pretty uh, passionate discussion from, from members and members of the selection committee that, that feel one way or another about the, the various teams they visited over the year. Um, and, and usually coming out of that Wednesday meeting, we have a pretty good idea of, um, you know, a vote's taken, a, a, you know, a, a silent anonymous vote. And, and we have a pretty good idea based on who's available, who we will want to pick. Um, you know, when it comes to selection time, in the case of the Big Twelve, you know there were several dominoes that fell that that made West Virginia available to us. So, it, going into the conference championship weekend, you know, had Oklahoma not beaten Texas, or had Oklahoma not moved into the the college football playoff semifinal, then. Texas would not have been in the sugar bowl and then Texas might've been available for the Alamo bowl. And then all of a sudden we've got a little bit of a different selection on our hands than we, than we had otherwise. So it's, it's a, a kind of a mix of you know feedback from the team selection committee and just closely watching what's happening on the field. And, and you know, it's some, some years it's easier than others to, to make a decision, and sometimes it's more contentious than others in those team selection meetings. Um, but, you know, I, I know that this year it was, you know, fairly unanimous, and then people are pretty pleased with, with how our matchups worked out.
1: And for the – I know that, you know, bowls get to kind of give a gift package and whatnot to to the teams. What is the Camping World Bowl doing for Syracuse and West Virginia, and what's kind of the, the, the gift, so to speak, and maybe the festivities around it?
0: Sure. So the the gift package for the Camping World Bowl uh, includes uh, three things. There's a there's an OGO backpack that's like a, a really nice quality backpack that's that's branded with the the bowl logo and has a custom luggage tag. There's a, a, a commemorative fossil watch um, with, with the bowl logo on it, and then the the, the big the big prize, so to speak, uh, is that each player will get a four hundred dollar Best Buy gift card. Which while the team is in town, they'll go on a Best Buy shopping spree at a local store. Um, and 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 spend their gift cards there, and it's always really neat to see the players, you know, get out and you know, it's interesting to see what they buy with the, with their gift card. You know, sometimes it's the things you might expect, like a you know, video games or headphones or whatever else. But last year we had a a player from one of the schools who who bought a nice vacuum because he said he needed a nice vacuum. So it's it's, it's always kind of fun to see. To see that play out, and and you know, generally the the players always seem pretty happy with the
1: the, the bowl swag package, so to speak, uh, when when they come down here. And then, as far as the the fans go, what what type of you know what what type of fanfare are you having around the Camping World Bowl game itself?
0: So the the there are several you know fan centric events throughout the week. Um, we've got on the. 27th, uh the night before the game or the afternoon before the game i should say they, they hold a big pep rally out of point orlando which is kind of a popular you know shopping and dining complex uh, out on international drive here in orlando which is a popular you know tourist sector of the city um so there will be a, a pep rally that afternoon um I believe that Syracuse is at four o'clock that day uh, at at Point Orlando and they'll have the band and and coach Babers will speak. And it's, it's, it's usually a pretty fun, pretty fun outing um, that day. And then when it comes to game day itself, uh, one of the things that that we find people love um, and that's why we do it every year is we, we host uh, alongside Mercedes Benz of South Orlando. We host a a VIP hospitality event um, prior to the game. And it's in a huge climate-controlled space uh, adjacent to the stadium on what used to be Tinker Field, which if you had been here in the past, it used to be a minor league baseball stadium. And there's uh, food from Arthur's Catering, which is one of the top caterers in Orlando. There's free drinks, there's lounge seating, there's TVs, there's Wi-Fi, there's everything you could want in a tailgate, all in this climate-controlled space with access to our Fan Fest and access to the marching band performances pregame, and it's... It's a really cool experience and a really, uh, you know, it's 85 bucks a head, but you absolutely get your money's worth uh, in, in those VIP tailgates, um, and, and that's you know, it, when it comes to like my friends and family, that's where I drive them. When it comes to how they spend their Bowl Day, because it's uh, you, you really, it, it's
1: it, it's a complete experience prior to going into the stadium for the game. That coming from Sam Gardner, director of marketing and communications for Florida Citrus Sports overseeing Camping World Stadium and the Camping World Bowl where Syracuse will take on West Virginia on December 28th of this year at 5.15 p.m. Eastern time. Sam, appreciate having you on the show. Look forward to having you back and also uh, any other representation of the Camping World Bowl. But thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for all the information and enlightening our fans that are tuning in and listening in that are excited about the game. And and uh, you don't have to sell me on Orlando, but to everybody else, I hope you come down for the Camping World Bowl, and, and we look forward to seeing you soon.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Visit us at campingworldbowl.com, and then you can find information on you know, everything I would have covered here and, and more. So, you know, come check it out if you don't have your tickets yet. You know, there's still tickets available, so you know we we hope to see a, you and a host of others down in Orlando here in a couple weeks.
1: Let me ask you really quick: How are ticket sales going? Do you know about uh, you know as far as Syracuse, West Virginia, how things are going? I I,
0: I haven't gotten a, a particular update in the past several days, but I know the the early sales were going very well. Um, you know, one of the notes that was passed along to me was that in the the first 24 hours of sales, so immediately after announcement, um, they sold more. More tickets in the first 24 hours after announcing this game than they did in the past three Camping World Bowls combined. Um, so there, there was some some really great early interest, and I was reading some great things yesterday about uh, the Syracuse AD speaking about their their sales of their their allotment. Uh, sounds like it's going pretty well. So you know we're expecting a nice crowd, um, and 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 hopefully uh, hopefully the weather will, will cooperate and we'll have a, a nice crowd and a good rivalry game here at Camping World Stadium on the 28th.
1: That coming from Sam Gardner. Sam, I appreciate your time. I look forward to talking with you soon.
0: Anytime. Thanks for having me.